Welcome to the Get Cute Podcast, and welcome back to Coding Boot Camps Part 2. Stay tuned. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. This is the third time I am recording this episode. Um... I recorded a whole 24-minute episode without realizing that I was using my laptop's microphone and not my Snowball microphone, so that's a bummer for me, Um, but besides that, thank you all so much. If you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode, um, it helps me out a lot. I would really appreciate it if you just took the time to do so because it allows more people to listen to the podcast, which in turn will op- open me up to getting sponsorships and better material, et cetera, et cetera. I also did want to shout out Ty. Uh, Ty is a woman who reached out to me on LinkedIn just saying some really nice and sweet things about listening to the podcast and how she's enjoying the episodes thus far. I really, really appreciate that, Ty, because when you sent that message, it was very timely because that day I was just feeling really low about uh, the future of this podcast, if me doing this is even worth it. Um, I don't want to get really too much into it because now it's not that important, but at the time your words meant a lot. So I wanted to give you a shout out and say thank you so much. That was amazing that you did that. So hopefully y'all listened to part one of Coding Boot Camps where I was discussing what you should look into when you're trying to vet a boot camp for yourself to go to. It's not necessary coming into this episode, but I will be referencing a lot of things that I said about myself then that are pertinent in this one. So I would just go and listen to that one because why not? I'm kind of funny. I say some good things sometimes, so you should just listen to it. So now you have been accepted into your boot camp and you're super excited to get started. And you're wondering, how the hell am I going to survive this? I want to say that I barely survived my boot camp. Most of it was a financial thing. Um, I said this in episode one where I was extremely poor. I was very broke. Um, That's because that was just terrible financial planning on my part. And I just jumped into this without fully knowing what I was getting into financially. Hopefully I've covered most of that in episode one, but here I want to focus more so on the tips and strategies that you might want to implement while you're in the boot camp, going through the classes, etc. So the first thing I wrote down, because the way that I laid this episode out was, gosh, Jocelyn, what things did you do poorly while you were in the boot camp that you wish and you want to spread on to the masses of what not to do? And number one thing was to pay attention. I have a hard time paying attention anyway. I have not been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, so I'm not really sure about that. I just know that if something is boring to me, I will zone out in a heartbeat. For me, it it was really important for me to kind of get it together. Um, Some things that helped me was the pressure of needing to get a job after this because there was no way in hell I was going back to my last job because I didn't necessarily burn the bridge, but I wasn't going to go back to an $11 per hour job where I wasn't being valued as an employee. So that pressure kind of forced me to focus. Um, Another thing is that if you don't focus for even, I feel like an hour, you miss so much because the courses are so accelerated. So it's very important that you 
pay attention when you can take notes when you can notes are very important for me essentially even if I'm not fully grasping what is being talked about then if I'm actively taking notes and by actively taking notes I mean actively listening and not just copying what's up on the slides that they have because for me just copying what's on the slides kind of removes the point of it because I'm like I can just read those slides at a different time so that's not really helpful for me but I'm actively listening and writing down the tidbits and stuff then that that helps out a lot I think kind of off on a sidebar I think that you need to know how you learn the best you need to know your learning style are you a visual learner are you an audio learner are you a mix of both that's really important because when you're in such an accelerated format you don't have the time to figure out what works for you or not so hopefully you're not like me and in high school you pretty much didn't study and you just kind of winged it um you winged it with a's and b's but you still winged it nonetheless um, hopefully you understand and you have some good studying tactics um, to help you absorb information because I surely didn't and I wish I did more so than what it was but I got out of it alive but like I said early barely tip number two do the required reading um, in the pre-course work that is with your boot camp nobody is going to wait for you because you didn't have time or you didn't make the time to do the pre-course work or the reading no one really cares and I can't really blame them for not caring either because if I was a teacher I wouldn't really care you have to look at it from their point of view where they have possibly 20 to 30 people in this class that they all need to get to the finish line and get jobs because their money rides on the fact that these people have job jobs at the end of it so you complaining that you didn't have time to do the coursework or the reading it doesn't really matter get it together girl you need to do the pre-course work and the reading because it's a detriment to you if you're already a week or two behind on day one that, that it's just a detriment to yourself and you're wasting your investment essentially so do the pre-course work and the reading manage your time and stress accordingly i think that this is not talked about enough because as adults, we don't even know how to manage our time and stress accordingly now, let alone when you get put into an even more stressful situation besides work, where the rest of your life hangs in the balance on how you perform in the next 12 weeks. No pressure, but yeah, kind of pressure. So for me, and I did not do this while I was in the boot camp, full disclosure. I actually did this when I was at my last job, when I had a DevOps job. I was just on so many projects and working on so many different things at any moment of the day that I needed to start writing things down. So what I did was I bought a productivity planner and this productivity planner uses the Pomodoro method. I'm unsure if all productivity planners uses this method. Um, I just know that this one planner that I found on Amazon at random was perfect for me. And essentially, I'm just going to paraphrase the Pomodoro method because I don't want to get too in-depth of it. But essentially what it is, is it makes you write out the tasks that you have for the day. Usually it's like five tasks. And then you have to assign each task a number between one and five. One being the easiest and five being the hardest in terms of time. So say I assign a task one, then that means I have 25 minutes that I think I can do that task in. And if it takes longer than 25 minutes, I give myself a five minute break so I can do whatever I need to do. Um, usually check my phone at that time because otherwise if I have my phone like not 
on airplane mode, I will constantly check it and look at notifications because I'm the type of person where I can't let a notification sit on my screen longer than a couple of seconds. I don't know what that says about me or about my anxiety, but there it is. And so after that was five minutes, then you give yourself another 25 minutes of uninterrupted solely on that task time to finish it. And that really works out for me. And you know, sometimes you don't need to follow that as closely. Sometimes I don't even do that. It just helps me to write out what I'm doing and assign the number, uh, the value of how much time it's going to take me to task. So that way, if something unexpected comes in that I need to take care of, I can kind of shift things accordingly and still get my tasks done for today. So that's really um, been helpful for me. And I believe wholeheartedly that it would help somebody in a boot camp because being organized is extremely important. And then managing your stress accordingly. So Tariq, hi Tariq, I'm actually shouting you out by name. Tariq is my mentor and he was the director of the boot camp that I went to. So Tariq had a really <laughs> a really good gauge on the classes of a whole if we were experiencing burnout or if we were almost to burnout. I will say that I cried a lot during my boot camp. So maybe the first two weeks I cried a lot. And then I want to say like week nine to 10, I cried a lot because I thought I had a job and then I didn't have a job and then I didn't find out I had a job until like the last week of the boot camp. Needless to say, it was a pretty much a dramatic mess, but he could tell as a class if we were getting too stressed. And um, then he was just like, we're going to a trampoline place, gym. And we did no coding that day. We just went and had fun and hopped and played basketball and it was fantastic. So all I'm saying is that if you don't have a Tariq to tell you when you're too stressed or when you're going to burn out, you have to have an internal Tariq to tell you if you're too stressed or when you're gonna burn out, which means you need to know yourself pretty well. If you feel yourself getting irritated by every little thing, if you feel yourself crying too much, that's time to step back and give yourself a break go watch an episode of strangers things on netflix i still haven't watched season three please don't give me any spoilers um just remove yourself from that situation give yourself i don't know an episode a couple hours three hours maybe an entire day entire weekend even to get yourself back into a good mental space because there's no way that you're going to perform at your best if you don't have that Period. 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 that the boot camp that you've chosen have pretty standard hours from like eight to five or nine to five. So what I want to prepare y'all for is that those hours sound lovely. And there are people that I know in my cohort and in cohorts after me that just did nine to five hours and they got through pretty okay. Um, I believe they got jobs, maybe, maybe not. I'm not really sure, but they seem to be managing it okay from a distance, from what I could tell. For me, that was not a thing. I probably did nine to fives the first two weeks of the boot camp, and then I realized that, oh shit, this is serious, that I'm not going to be able to grasp this, and I'm not going to be the best that I want to be if I don't start putting in the hours. So I was there probably 10 hours to 12 hours a day, seven days a week. I really didn't give myself much time to 
be away from coding and the people which added to the stress levels as well um so don't be like me i mean put the time into the best of your ability you know what this is actually this is kind of a sidebar but this is a interesting conversation that i saw on twitter just today where someone was saying that it's nice that people say to give yourself time off and not to if if you think you're burning out and then this person on twitter said that it's nice that if say you have two incomes or you have parents that you can ask money for or you have an outside support system or you don't have major bills that you have to pay then yes it's easier for somebody to say that to give themselves the time to back off and to let the burnout kind of fade away but if you're the sole person you're responsible for you and nobody else has your back then it's really hard to give yourself time because otherwise you just have to push through the burnout and I related with that so much because with this boot camp I didn't have any support in that sense aside from Kelsey and her family they were amazing of course if I ever would have needed anything they would have told me or given me whatever but I didn't have that support either so it's kind of contradictory of me to say you need to give yourself time away from things when I wasn't in the position to do that when I was in the boot camp but in retrospect I will say that it is a lot easier than what I thought it was in terms of that I think I was just I can be pretty dramatic I don't know if you can tell by this podcast uh but I think I just amped it up to the fact that I was on my own blah 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 it's a lot easier to deal with burnout by just going to watch an episode you just have to be really in tune with your body and listen to it I know that a lot of us especially people of color people that come from disadvantageous uh backgrounds we don't give ourselves the time to process our feelings and to recognize when we're experiencing burnout but that's part of growing up unfortunately it's really tough and you need to know when you're getting irritable or you start crying a bunch that you just need to give yourself a break so boot camps nine to five that's great and all and i just said that i spent like 10 to 12 hours at my boot camp pretty much seven days a week for like six or seven weeks um (laughs) which i don't recommend but you do you however during those times you you need to manage yourself a bit better um there's always labs you can be doing to practice there's always questions just you ask you can ask even if the teachers aren't there i was really fortunate that a lot of my teachers um dug into their personal time and they were there very late with us if we had questions but you also have to understand that there are other people in your class as well that you can ask questions to specifically about things that you maybe aren't grasping too much i know that in my cohort i was worried a lot about where i was seen as my technical ability um among my peers i did have a lot of people that were already coding in some aspect that they taught it to themselves in the spare time or they actually went to school for computer science and they were using the boot camp as a way to learn java and to also have a job prospect which i totally understand and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever so i was comparing myself to those people because that's what i do and instead of 
the time. I did eventually stop worrying about it and started talking to my classmates more and having them help me with things. But no one cares. Everybody is in the same boat as you are when you're in a boot camp. You all have the same goal. And it's not like it's not like there's not a job for everybody. Maybe there's not a job for everyone at a specific place, but there will be jobs depending on your boot camp. Oh my goodness, depending on your boot camp, there will be jobs for everybody if you interview well and you know your technical stuff. So listen to other people, talk to other people. It's really, really important. I know that I talked a little bit about talking to your classmates, but that's kind of segueing into networking where you need to realize that your classmates are going to be your biggest networking resource in the boot camp. Because unless these people end up moving very far away, which is unlikely, they're going to be in your area for the next two to three years. And I suppose that really depends on them and you and how much they want to job hop or if they like the job that they have, etc. So it's really important to, I'm not saying you have to be best friends with the people in your cohort, because God knows I am not best friends <laughs> with people in my cohort. Uh... But it's nice to be cordial. It's nice to have those people there in case you need something or they need something to be able to offer that to them. I think that's really important. It's also really important to go to any social events or networking events that your cohort may have. I know that in my cohort, we had two type of events. Uh, I believe the one event was a mixer. So this was probably the most stressful time (laughs) in the entire cohort for me so at this time I think it was like week four or week five I had just gotten Java down like I was writing unit tests like a madman I was fucking on it and then we needed to learn Ionic for people that don't know what Ionic is Ionic is a mobile framework that allows you to design an app for Android and for also iOS and we had maybe mm, a two to three hour lecture by Tariq. And he told us, okay, now you need to have this app done by tomorrow for our networking event because all of these prospective hiring managers from our corporate partners are going to be there and you need to show them your project. I, if I, I am shocked that I did not have a panic attack right then and there. Um, I complained enough, though that the people around me knew how upset (laughs) I was (laughs) of the fact this was happening Um, because it's it's just the nature of accelerated learning, right? You get one concept down and then somebody throws something else on top of it and they're just like, okay, do this in 24 hours. So that was really rough for me, but it was a good experience. Uh, Not at first, though, because I have social anxiety and luckily my friend Katie, hi, Katie, She also had social anxiety, so um, we were more so kind of standing back at some points um, for networking. I mean, I did pretty good because I believe Tariq in the beginning, he did just pull somebody from JP Morgan over to me immediately and force me to talk about uh, my mobile app. And I remember this question about her asking about persistence and me blanking about it, but somehow the right words came out of my mouth and I'm like did I read about persistence how did I know what persistence was 
Um, so yes, you need to force yourself to talk to people. Um, speaking of talking to people, the best thing you would want to know is an elevator pitch for yourself. So the way I would define an elevator pitch for me is that within 30 to 45 seconds, you need to be able to convey who you are and what you're passionate about to the person that you're talking to. Because if you're talking to a hiring manager, you need to make it so that they like you to an extent. And I say this even in my mock interviews, when I go back to mock interview for people now, is that knowing your technical abilities is half the battle, but you have to make sure that the person that's interviewing you likes you because that person in their head is thinking, would I want to work with this person? Would I want to have somebody like this person on my team, right? And so an elevator pitch is the best way to get that across. I can't say if I, in their cohort, I necessarily wrote one. I'm just very good when I do have to talk to people. I'm very good at bullshitting and getting my point across. I've just been gifted with good communication, except in relationships, that's still bad. Um, <laughs> Another thing that my coding bootcamp did was have site visits with our corporate sponsors. Essentially, a site visit was just when the entirety of the cohort would all pack up and go on site at a tech company and walk around their dev pits and to see how they worked and how they flowed. And um, it essentially was just a chance for us to, at the end of it, have some beer, alcohol, and talk to the hiring managers. Depending on where you were, they would have alcohol. Alcohol is not a given. So I don't want you all to think that I did. Essentially, you do want to go to these site visits. I mean, in our coding boot camp, it wasn't an option. We had to go to the site visit. <laughs> so keep that in mind that um, that's another thing that you want to be on your A game for. You want to have your elevator pitch locked and loaded for the site visit. I don't know. I feel like I didn't talk to a lot of people on the site visit. But that's because I just don't like talking to people. I hate when people try to make me talk to people. So the third and final social event that my coding boot camp had wasn't during my cohort. It was for the cohort after. So by that time, I was already working at J.P. Morgan Chase, and I was going back pretty frequently to mentor the following cohort. I'm actually really great friends with a lot of people from that cohort already. Shout out to y'all. You know who you are. So I was pretty adamant that because I like these people that I wanted them to get jobs more specifically with JP Morgan Chase because why would you not want to work with your friends um so essentially there's a gentleman that works for JP Morgan Chase and I'm still friends with him to this day he's just an amazing person and at that time the position that he had he was in charge for acquiring talent from my coding boot camp and so we were already friends um, we were already acquaintances from when I had to talk to him during like my coding reviews and whatnot in the previous cohort. And so he had texted me and said that he was going to have a happy hour at such and such place. So I knew that if he was in charge of hiring, that perhaps the people in the cohort would also want to go to that too. And so I invited them to it. I don't think they understood essentially. I think they just thought that I was trying to get them to go drink with me, which don't get me wrong, I have done that multiple times then and since then. <laughs> it's kind of my MO. However, at this time, I was like, no, if you go, you're going to be talking 
to this guy and he's going to be able to see if he actually likes you and he will actually work harder for you if you pass your interviews. It's very important that you need to pass your interviews. <laughs> and he will work harder for you to get you a job that w of what you want. And so essentially I made them all go and it turned out to be a really good networking event for them and it was just fun for me because I got to drink. So essentially if an alumni comes in and tells you to go to a networking event when they know that somebody from their job is going to be there that will be hiring, then go. Do it. Um, I know that it's maybe contradictory to what I was just saying for balance, but at some point in your, boot, your coding boot camp, you're going to get to the point where there's no more information that you're going to obtain that will make you any more worthy to somebody that is going to be hiring you for an entry-level position. So then you need to start leveraging your networking contacts. It's just how it is. I know a lot of people don't like that side of, I'm not even going to say tech, I just mean jobs in general where a friend referred you to apply and to interview and that was the reason why you ended up at that company. There's nothing wrong with that and that's how jobs work whether you like it or not it's just how it is networking is very important so you need to utilize that and you need to get on it it's just how it is the last tip on surviving your coding boot camp that i want to give you is get enough fucking sleep this is the most important thing that somebody in the previous cohort told me when she came to visit she said, make sure you're getting six to eight hours. And I took that to heart. Maybe the six to eight hours may have been broken up across the day, depending on how late the night was before. You know, four hours here and then another four hours and then, you know, another six. Um, but it's something that I did and it worked out for the best because the days where I did not sleep enough were days where I did not retain enough information. And this kind of goes into handling burnout too. You have to sleep. I understand if you're in a position where it's kind of like do or die, but you don't want to actually die. Come on now. All right, and that is the end of the episode. I am excited that this is over. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just glad that I wrapped up this series because it is something that um, I wanted to do. And I've been telling these people all these tips every time I would go in for mock tech interviews or anybody that would ask me advice that wasn't necessarily specifically to my coding boot camp related and um it's kind of like the most important things that sometimes people don't think about and look don't get me wrong there are people that don't take my advice that's all fine and dandy but i will say that i have had three technical jobs <laughs> three i've gone through three sets of inter well some jobs were more than just one interview but i'm just saying that i think that have a pretty good grip on how to survive a coding boot camp and how to get a job. I'm just saying. Anyway, if you like this episode, please feel free to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps me out a lot. Um, I am so sorry for the mic quality that I had in my last episode. Um, I didn't understand what was going on, but because I had to re-record this episode, I realized that I was using my laptop microphone instead of my blue snowball microphone, and that's why it's so poor. But there will be no more poor quality going on from now on. 
All right. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com. And also follow me on social media at getcutepodcast. That is on Instagram and Twitter. All right. As always, I will see you all next week and have a good one. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.